Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our brand new Bible study. We're going to dig into the book of Hebrews, this great letter to the Jewish Christians. And uh, we're just so excited to begin this here on the 21st day of December in 2020. And uh, I, I really look forward to, to teaching this great book of Hebrews. We uh, began this back in 2013, had about, I don't know, six, seven, eight sessions. And then I don't know what actually happened that we stopped. But uh, now I believe the Lord will direct us and guide us. And hopefully, unless He comes for us before we're through, we'll make it through the entire letter to the, uh, to the Jewish Christians, this, this great letter we call Hebrews. And, and uh, again... Uh, just what a great day it is to be here with you in my office broadcasting live. And uh, you can watch this live every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Or you can watch it later on the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. It will also be uploaded at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And also you can listen to it. Uh, audibly uh, on the Spreaker app. Just find my channel for those who have ears to hear. And uh, God is doing great, great things in increasing the knowledge of the truth of His Word in these last few moments of vapor that we're in before He comes for His people. And I mean that more than ever before. If, if 1,900 years ago, Paul the Apostle wrote to the church in Corinth and said the things that were written of old were written for our admonition, our ensamples, on whom the ends of this age has come. And that was 1,900 years ago. Let me tell you, my friends, we're living on the very vapors of the end of this age. Jesus is about to at any moment come for his bride and we need to be ready. But until he does, we need to be occupying the land. We need to be students of his word. We need to be following him. We need to be on his mission about his kingdom business. And the one way that uh, there are many avenues of being about his business, but the, the most important is that we keep our faith in that that we began in. Faith in Christ and Him crucified. And we're going to see things in the study now. Whenever you have anyone, I don't care who it is, where they are, if they are sharing the Word of God and their faith is in the sacrifice of Christ and the Holy Spirit is teaching through them, they will see a greater picture of Jesus Christ. And you better find somebody that's preaching Christ and Him crucified. And I'm not talking about two or three times every once in a while. I'm talking about those ministers that are looking through the blood throughout the entirety of God's Word because it's the blood of the covenant God has given us concerning all His words. And uh, that's spoken by Moses in Exodus 24, uh, verse 8. Behold the blood. that I Behold the blood of the covenant that I've given you concerning all these words. You and I, when we find someone, someone preaching and teaching God's Word in the context of the blood of Jesus Christ, you're going to learn leaps and bounds. You're going to grow if that's where you'll cling to. You're going to hear things that you've never, ever heard before. 
because in these last days, God is increasing the knowledge of the truth of His Word. He's revealing things that, that's been written. It's been here all along, but we have not walked in the light of what has writ been written. And it's taking place right now. God is preparing His people not just for the work of the ministry in the days ahead until He comes, but He's preparing His people right now to go home. He's preparing His people to have oil in their lamps, to, to be awake and watching and praying and ready and about His mission. Hallelujah. So glory to God. Glad to be here. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and today we will begin Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. And until the Lord tarries or maybe until we get through, we'll work our way through uh, this great letter and we'll ask the Father God to give us the bread of life as we look into His words of life and, uh, and to bring that, that growth of the knowledge and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ as we are students of God's Word. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, in these last days, written 1900 or more years ago, somewhere around the 1900 year ago mark, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Now what we're going to see as we walk through this great letter of Hebrews is the supremacy of Christ. I believe that's the, really the main purpose of this letter is to show the supremacy of Christ uh, over and beyond and greater and more powerful than anything of the old covenant. Anything of the old covenant. Jesus shows up and he is the new and living way through the laying down of his life at Calvary on the cross. And in times past, the Bible says, God spoke unto the fathers by the prophets. Now, I'll try to uh, let the Lord lead me here and, and, and say the things that he's already put in my heart. But one of the things I want to say as we begin here is the first word of Hebrews is God. And, and you know, God intended that it be written just the way it was written. So when we think, well, it should have said this, it should have, no. God's Word is God's Word. It's forever settled in heaven, and it is what it is to us. It's a sure, it's a sure Word, hallelujah. And you can depend on God's Word just as it is written. And so the author of Hebrews, I personally, I feel like Paul wrote Hebrews, but I don't get into arguments and discussions over that because it's really, well, I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. I wouldn't say it's not important. And I believe if we studied as we should, we would find that to be true, that probably Paul is the author. But above and beyond, a deeper insight, no matter who God used to pen this letter, God is the author of this letter. And that, my friend, will keep you from the arguments and the strifes and all. This is God's Word. And that, that's, that's, ultimately, that's it. And it begins with His signature, God. 
hallelujah, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke. This is how God leaves his people. By faith that comes from hearing and hearing by God speaking. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus said that's because we live by faith. We walk by faith. We walk by what we hear, what we're accepting of God's word to be true, to be reliable. That's what we accept. When, when you find people not living for God, it's because it doesn't matter what they say about God. All the positive things they say about God. When you find anyone, I speak of myself, anyone that's not living by faith, trusting in God's word, that's equal to our confidence in God. If we're not willing to be students of the word, then we're not really confident that really God really knew what he was talking about when he told us to study the word to show yourself approved unto God. We, we don't really think that God really knew what he was talking about. Even if we say, well, we no, no, I know God knows what he's talking about. It's, it's all me. I'm the problem. That's absolutely right. We are the problem, and it's because our confidence in God is way down. We can shout hallelujah to the Bible all day long, but your confidence in God is equal to your trust and your following of him, your, your, your submission to him. And that only works, my friend, if your faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. It doesn't work because you read the Bible, go to church, be nice, feed the people across the street. Submission to God it can only take place in one place. And that's your faith in the one who submitted himself to God in humility and death for you. Outside of faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, Today, get that out of your mind that 10 years ago faith and your salvation experience, born again experience, is going to bring you through this day. You, it has to be a now faith is. You have to trust in him. You have to hold fast, and we'll see this in this great letter, that you are Christ's house if you hold fast the beginning of that confidence you had firm unto the end. You're going to see things like that in this great letter. But we need to understand God wrote this. And God spoke in time past unto the fathers of Israel, not the fathers of all nations. Listen, if you weren't a part of Israel in the old covenant, Praise God for Jesus coming today and dying for all the whole world. Hallelujah. But under the old covenant, if you weren't part of Israel, you were just outside looking in. There wasn't no God. God had uh, altars and worship places set up in all nations back then. No, it was Israel or you were on the outside looking in. God chose a man, Abraham, raised that man up to be a nation to bring the word of God through, the Messiah through. If you were on the outside of Israel, my friend, let me say it again, you were on the outside looking in. You had no hope. You, you, you were lost. And, and all those people that died, died without God. You need to understand that. He spoke in time past to the fathers, the fathers of Israel, the fathers of the nation he raised up. But watch this now. God, who at sundry times. Let's talk about sun-dry 
times before we get to the diverse manners because they are really two different things in a way, but they also resemble each other. And I've got some things here I want to share with you. I put in my notes. God, who at sun-dry times, and that means when you look it up and I encourage you to look it up. Get you a Bible app or a, uh, you know, a Strong's Concordance where you can see uh, the, the deeper meaning that will amplify. And I'm not talking about the amplified, what they call amplified Bible. That's really not even a Bible. I'm talking about uh, the, the more in-depth, broader view of the words that are used here. Not to change the definition, but to just enhance the definition. To give you a better picture of what God has given you here in His Word. And when the Bible says God who at sun-dry times, uh, that means in many portions all through this, this times of old, and he's talking about from, from the time the prophets begin to speak, all the Old Covenant, all the way up to Malachi, that's what he's talking about here. God, who at sundry times in many portions, and the word really that comes into play, you'll see it when you look it up, is piecemeal. And that word means piece by piece, by little and little in succession. And what does that bring to mind for you students of the word? Isaiah 28.10. For precept must be upon precept, and that's word. Precept means word, God's word. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Here a little, there a little. Piecemeal, as this word means. Sun-dry times in many portions. Piecemealing. God was really painting a portrait of what he would ultimately make the last stroke at Calvary when Jesus would declare, it is finished. <laughs> What a great story. All through the Old Covenant, God spoke to the fathers of Israel by the prophets in many portions, piecemealing this, what He would do at Calvary, all together, precept, word upon word, line upon line. Let me tell you, beware of those people that tell you you got to learn to read between the lines. I don't care how wise you think they are or they think they are. I was told that one time by a dear lady who loves the Lord, but she said, now you got to learn to read between the lines, Brother Curtis. And I said, no, ma'am, that's where the devil exists, in between the lines. God, He don't have space in between its precept upon precept and line upon line. In between is where the devil hangs out. There is no in between. God speaks, God speaks, God speaks. His precepts, line upon line, nothing in between. Not, that's where our reasoning, that's where our vain imagination, that's where the devil throws his fiery darts. He tries to wedge and make space in between precept upon precept, line upon line. There are no spaces in God's mind and toward his people. It's line upon line, precept upon precept, and there is nothing in the middle. Hallelujah. And But anyway, he goes on to say, God who at sundry time, and in various, diverse means various, in many ways spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. In various ways, 
all the stories of the Old Covenant, well, Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him, did He not? Yes, He did. The Scriptures are about Him. He said that in more than one place. The Scriptures testify of that more than one place, that the Scriptures are about Jesus. He is the living Word of God. He is God made flesh. The Word became flesh. And you and I need to study to learn these things. And the way God spoke and was piecemealing the whole redemption plan He had for man together, putting everything together, painting this beautiful portrait again that Jesus would declare finished at Calvary, was through all the words he spoke, all the stories that were told, all the events that took place, all pointed to Christ at Calvary. Noah building the ark was a story of Christ who would lay his life down at the cross and become the ark so we could all be in him and escape the wrath that is to come. David facing the giant Goliath and taking him down with one stone symbolic of Christ Jesus and what he did at Calvary being our rock of ages. Hallelujah. Everything in the Old Covenant points to Christ and what he would accomplish at Calvary. And we need to remember that. That's what your Bible is about. It makes no difference if it's every day of the six literal 24 hours day that God created this world. Every one of those days symbolically point to something, the fulfillment of Christ and what he would do at Calvary or the, 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 the coming millennium age because of the cross, everything points to Jesus. He is the living Word of God. And without our faith in Jesus and what He did to become our Jesus, and by the way, His name Jesus means Savior, and He saved us at Calvary, we will miss, we will miss the great Increase of knowledge God is pouring out in these last days, these last moments in this vapor. We will miss this great opportunity to grow in His grace and His knowledge in these last days. So we want to cling to the truth of Christ and Him crucified. And we, we want to we cling to, the, to faith in the blood alone. Get rid of all those things that have distracted you and made you look away at programs and conferences and events that did not point you to Calvary. They pointed you to what you needed to start doing. See, it's either the cross or it's man's way. It's not, it can't be both. It's the cross which eliminates all of man's works because that's the work of Christ. And we'll see in, in, in the days ahead in Hebrews, there's a word rest. We enter into the rest where we rest from our works as God rested from His works. And there's only one place that rest is offered from God and that's when... His work was finished, and His work was finished from the foundation of the world, but manifest at Calvary when Jesus declared it finished from the cross. Hallelujah. So God, who at sundry times and in various ways, manners, all the stories of the old covenant, spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken unto us 
by his Son, whom he's appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So initially, right off the the get-go here, we see God telling us that he speaks to us now in these last days. And we'll be talking about that in the next few sessions in these last days. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so marvelous. In these last days, you are living in the last days. We are living at the end of the age. We are living, the rapture is about to take place. You bet, they, I know it, I know it. People have been saying it for years But there is a period of time allotted by God for the Gentiles to be grafted in to the true vine. We are almost at the door-closing place of that age. And if you're listening to me and you've never been born again, you've never had that born-again experience, you need to at this very moment confess the sins that you know you are guilty not just of committing sins, but you, my friend, are guilty yourself in the eyes of God for being a sinner. But Jesus came to die for you. Jesus came to die in your place. He tasted death for you by the grace of God, the Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. Oh my goodness, he loves you so much he laid his life down so you could be forgiven of your sins and escape the the trap of, of being sinful and the power of sin. You could escape the very power of sin. What a wonderful promise that is. And it's not for everybody else but you. You can escape uh, the, this world's oppression and depression. You can escape this world and all this world tries to do to you and lie to you, th- trying to make you think it can do for you. All it can do for you is kill you. But Jesus came to give you life And that life is abundant, my friend, if you'll just trust in Him and what He did at the cross. Hallelujah. There's where He died for you and He represented you in God's eyes. And when you trust in what He did there for you at the cross, God sees you as being crucified and put away. And a new you, that born-again experience, that new creation that He makes you by the faith of the operation of God in Christ Jesus, you get a brand new life in Christ. Hallelujah. Forgiven, clean, justified, and righteous before God. Hallelujah. In these last days, He's speaking to us by His Son. Here's the question. Are you hearing the Son? Do you know what that means? Can you hear the Son? Are you hearing the Son? Are you following the Son? Is your faith in God's Son? Because in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son. If it's not through the Son, he, you're not hearing God. And what He's really referring to here is what His Son did at Calvary. And we'll prove it to you here. Let's turn over to Hebrews 12, verse 24. Hebrews 12, verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, that he, by the way, in Luke 22, verse 20, said was in his blood. The new covenant is only 
through faith in the blood of Jesus. The new covenant is more than getting you into heaven when you die, my friend. The new covenant is to be partaken of right now by believers in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? The new covenant, new covenant benefits, being in Christ, the peace, the joy, the love, the fruit of the Spirit is for now. It's for now. Watch now. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, that means he's raised from the dead on the third day after he died, and he's now mediating the new covenant. He's imparting the benefits of the new covenant to those who have faith in where the new covenant is experienced in his blood. Listen. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, the blood that purifies and saves, that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hear me today. It's the blood through which God speaks to us by His Son. Again, go back to Exodus 24 when Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the altar, sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood. He didn't say behold the words of the covenant. He said, Behold the blood of the covenant which I've given for you concerning, concerning all the words of the covenant. God speaking to us by His Son means He's speaking to us through our faith in the blood of His Son. Can't, ain't nobody else hearing Him. Faith comes by hearing. And faith, when faith comes, faith overcomes. When faith comes, it's an action word. We're moved. We're following the leading of the Spirit now who guides us into all truth. That means we're growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. We're not just growing in any knowledge in what we call grace. Grace is what God does. Grace is God at work, teaching, saving, healing, ministry. Grace is what God is doing. But God requires faith before God as the Spirit of grace begins to function in our lives, through our lives. Come on now, somebody. You'll learn these things if you get in the Word. Study the Word. Time's running out. Time is running out. In these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. Are you hearing God's son today? Are you hearing him? He, he is the one who God has appointed heir of all things. That means all things pertaining to you. He's the, he's the heir of, of all things. He, and rightly so, God used His Son, the Word, to create all things. John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. He created all things. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the living Word of God, created all things, and He is the heir of all things. And He says, by whom also He made the worlds. And that word worlds means ages. And there, we're going to get into this. It's stirred in my heart. It's so, oh, it's stirred in my heart. Jesus Christ, 
made the world. He made, he's the one that made the ages. There have been ages. There was the age of conscience, the age of, uh, of, 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 of the law. There's the age now of what we call grace, this church age where Israel... Paul taught it to the church in Rome. Read it in chapter 11 of Romans where Israel rejected Christ. They were cut off and because of their unbelief we were grafted in as, as wild uh, vines, uh, as wild branches rather, into the true vine that Jesus claims to be in John 15. We're living on vapors right now. He could literally come before I'm through teaching this session here in about a minute. And we need to be looking for Him. And if He doesn't come today for us, that only means one thing. He's coming tomorrow. <laughs> but Jesus Christ in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is exalted above all things in the book of Hebrews. In this letter to the, to the Jewish Christians, we're going to see that Jesus is being described as supreme over angels. He's supreme over all things. He, he is God. And He's God's Son. And He's the one through whom God speaks to men in these last days. Yes, we still hold dear the Scriptures, and the Scriptures are to us no longer type and shadow. They've become the very light of God's Word. And as I close, remember this, that the light of heaven has always shined on Jesus Christ and what He do, would do on the cross on that day that He died. And everything behind that in history would be in the shadows of that, type and shadow of what he would do here. But now that he's come and he's died for us and we're in him, now everything in the old covenant, all that God spoke to the fathers by the prophets is no longer to us type and shadow, but it, it has become the very light of who Christ is to us and for us. And I'm so thankful for that to know that, to be walking in that, not to throw out the Scriptures, but to find hope and comfort in them as the New Covenant Scriptures tell us we should. This is going to be a, a marvelous Bible study. I hope you'd get in on the beginning and stay with us until the Lord comes or we make it through it, either one. And we just pray that God would reveal more of His Son to us, that we would hear Him more clearly through His Son in these last days because that is who He's speaking through. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to pray for us. So into the ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. Again, God bless you. Until we see you again, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.